Welcome to Red Pill Revolution. My name is Austin Adams. Red Pill Revolution started out with me realizing everything that I knew, everything that I believed, everything I interpret about my life is through the lens of the information I was spoon-fed as a child. Religion, politics, history, conspiracies, Hollywood, medicine, money, food, all of it. Everything we know was tactfully written to influence your decisions and your view on reality by those in power. Now, I'm on a mission. A mission to retrain and re-educate myself to find the true reality of what is behind that curtain. And I'm taking your ass with me. Welcome to the revolution. Hello and welcome to Red Pill Revolution. My name is Austin Adams and thank you so much for listening to me today. This is episode number 24 of Red Pill Revolution podcast. And again, thank you so much for listening. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. We have some really interesting stuff to go over today. Anything from uh, Nancy Pelosi coming down with the vid (laughs) in a timely manner, right? As she's supposed to travel to Taiwan. Um, So we'll talk about that and potentially why and the conspiracy surrounding that situation. We're also going to touch on Brian Stelter basically getting ripped apart by a college freshman over the disinformation campaign campaign by CNN and the uh, propaganda that's been pushed over the the, uh, previous few years. And then we're also going to touch on, oh yeah, this tiny thing where the DIA came out with 1,500 documents from a Freedom of Information Act regarding uh, alien abductions, uh, unplanned or explainable pregnancies on women by these potential aliens, um, burns, high frequency, uh, basically attacks on humans, and flying objects basically just released in the last week and literally nobody is talking about this. So all of that and more today. I'm really, really excited to talk about these things. Oh, and also we're going to get into a little bit about Project Bluebeam. If you've never heard of Project Bluebeam before, it is a uh, conspiracy. It goes all the way back um, pretty far, uh, basically to the understanding that uh, they are using all of these alien campaigns to eventually implement some type of new world order and uh, bring all of the world's religious messiahs together in a holographic beam onto the sky and all of this crazy other stuff. Um, So make sure you stick around for that. That will be at the end. And again, thank you guys so much for listening. If you noticed, hopefully you noticed, this sounds way better than it used to. I went from having a $100 microphone, uh, basically USB plugged into my computer, to a whole huge awesome setup here uh, because I wanted to, you know, um, give everything I can to you guys. So thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoy the improvements. Uh, I I really do because I spent quite a bit of money on it. (laughs) So I hope it sounds better. I hope it looks better. And I appreciate you guys so much. So thank you for listening. If you could, go ahead and press that subscribe button. Leave a five-star review if you're on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify wherever the hell you're at there's probably a button to rate the show and again i would appreciate it so much beyond that go ahead and join the patreon patreon.com slash red pill revolt join our Substack for our Substack companion uh, which is redpillrevolution.substack.com uh and for now that's all i got for you guys so again thank you so much for listening what we're going to jump into now is going to be nancy pelosi coming down with the vid um (laughs) as as uh she's in a timely manner surrounding the uh taiwan visit so here we go let's go ahead and watch this video and then we'll talk about it 
Nancy Pelosi has tested positive for COVID. Her deputy chief of staff is out with a statement saying after testing negative this week, Speaker Pelosi received a positive test result for COVID-19 and is currently asymptomatic. The speaker is fully vaccinated and boosted and is thankful for the robust protection the vaccine has provided. The speaker will quarantine consistent with CDC guidance and encourages everyone to get vaccinated, boosted and test regularly. It's going around Washington. Uh, I'm surprised. Valerie, Bi Valerie Biden. I don't know if Valerie is actually in Washington, but it's going around mm. kind of Washington circles. Go ahead, Kim. Mm. I, oh, I didn't know that it was still around. I mean, I thought that COVID had come and gone uh, this wave anyway, and that we were waiting for it to come back maybe in the I thought fall. we were focused on Ukraine now, and uh, we didn't really care about COVID anymore. I thought two, that was a two, while three, ago. Like three weeks ago. I, I lose track of time, but it, 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 is, it is hitting a number of members of Congress and staff and others. It's specifically hitting some, yeah, political people. Um, and obviously, obviously the big wave with Omicron in December, I, I, right. it's, it's amazing that anyone can st could have not got, like right. everyone got, every single person got it. Right. But I guess some, some people who some missed people out it. on that one, Mariel Bowser got it. Um, some people who missed out on that wave, I guess, are now enjoying the fun. Well, there's, yeah, because now there's an even more um, transmissible strain that's out there. It's the cousin. The BA2, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, and <laughs> the I think cousin. there's even another cousin. Yeah, also, there's a more transmissible, so, really deadly um, virus. Yeah, guess, uh, and the cousin actually started waving through Europe. So I, may, I, so I guess it makes sense that now it's hit the East Coast. I wasn't really following it as much anymore, but I know that it had gone through Europe. And even as it was waving through Europe and all of these countries were having mm. massive surges, like Denmark has had it, was having another surge. All right, nobody Germany cares. Let's having, see if they talk about... And they say that Omicron was the... the mostly gone. What I'm looking for here is to see they to if they it. talk about the Taiwan situation. It sounds like they are right here. Anyway, because they've, it's, they've been it's missing the, that. Dinner. It's the most ridiculous thing. They should not do it at all. But uh, but D.C. Uh, Correspondents Association dinner uh, coming up in like uh, two or three weeks. 30th. So like three. So they're yeah, all going to get so it be, then. Well, that'll be three weeks, which <laughs> as quickly as this thing moves. Yeah, it could it could be mostly gone. It would be kind of funny if they had to cancel it because, I mean, you would watch them still try to do it anyway because they've been, it's, they've been it's missing the, that dinner. It's the most ridiculous thing. They should not do it at all. But uh, but DC, lo the political class loves the uh, hanging out balls. with celebrities, and so they they're, so they would they would try to strong arm like force that to, like like boosted with the yeah. the. What I'm looking for here is a conversation surrounding Taiwan. Who have taken you know whatever. No, I don't. I don't think it is. I, it's forty-three percent. I think it was like. I think even during, um, even at. All right. It doesn't look like they're going to talk about it. But what I was looking for there was to see if they have a conversation surrounding why the idea is that she had COVID. So if you didn't know, Nancy Pelosi was supposed to go to Taiwan this week. Um, basically, I, I don't know exactly why, but she was supposed to go to Taiwan. And uh, as soon as she, basically the Chinese government came out, and if you don't know anything about the Chinese-Taiwan situation, China does not want to recognize Taiwan as its own country. Because eventually they want to do what Ukraine did 
or I'm sorry, what Russia did to Ukraine and just completely take it over and have the history books tell it as if Taiwan was always a part of our country. And so there's this whole thing there um, where they want to kind of eliminate any conversation surrounding Taiwan's legitimacy. And we saw it uh, earlier, I think it was last year, where there was a woman on the uh, basically grilling a U.S. official about this. And she literally pretended as if her microphone, I don't know if it was a she or a he, but pretended as if her microphone literally didn't work. Like they were on a Zoom call. Imagine if you're on a business Zoom call and somebody's just like, you, you ask them a serious question about your business or about profitability or about your return on investments. <laughs> and and all of a sudden they just, uh, it's like it, the old uh, crinkling of paper against the, the uh, phone <laughs> situation where she she acted or he acted. God, I need to look that up. But um, as if you, they couldn't even participate in the call, like they froze, literally just didn't move on camera. <laughs> <laughs> because they didn't want the Chinese government to be mad at them about recognizing Taiwan or, or answering this question surrounding it. So Nancy Pelosi hears that the Chinese government does not want her going to Taiwan. And all of a sudden, the day before she's supposed to go there, she comes down with COVID. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, really believable. Um, so so there's this whole idea that basically she she just uses COVID. And that's kind of what they hinted to there when they were saying that there's this governmental dinner where they're, they're kind of mixing and mingling with celebrities in three weeks. And uh, it'd be kind of funny if they all got it just timely right around there. <laughs> You know, because because it's basically just used as a political tool at this point. If you can if you can cry wolf, you can basically get out of anything right now. You know, probably see it in a lot of jobs where you know people are calling out. You know, saying they got the COVID because now they got to be out for two weeks. You know, our politicians are literally doing that. Um, so I, I just thought that was funny. I thought that was interesting. The timeliness of that. The day before she's supposed to go to Taiwan, she all of a sudden has COVID. Hmm. Interesting. Now, the next thing that we're going to watch here is going to be Brian Stelter basically getting ripped apart by a college freshman. <laughs> yeah, you heard that right. Um, and the panel looks to be disinformation and the erosion of democracy. And here's Brian Stelter. If you haven't seen the Brian Stelter clip with uh, Russell Brand where he makes fun of Brian Stelter, um, if you don't know who Brian Stelter is, you'll immediately recognize his lisp. Um, and lack of testosterone uh, as soon as you hear him speak. Uh, but he was a CNN, or is to this day, works for CNN. Um, and, and you'll be able to hear who he is in just a moment once you hear this college freshman basically rip apart CNN for everything that they've done rightfully. So let's go ahead and watch that clip now. Thank you for coming. Uh, my name is Christopher Phillips. I'm a first year at the college. Uh, my question is for Mr. Stelzer. Uh, you've all spoken extensively about Fox News being a purveyor of uh, disinformation. Uh, but CNN is right up there with them. They pushed the Russian collusion hoax. They pushed the Jesse Smollett hoax. They smeared Justice Kavanaugh as a rapist. And they also smeared Nick Salmon as a white supremacist. And yes, they dismissed the Hunter Biden laptop affair as pure Russian disinformation. Uh, with mainstream corporate journalists becoming little more than uh, apologists and cheerleaders for the regime, is it time to finally declare that the, uh, the canon of journalistic ethics is dead or no longer operative uh all the mistakes of the mainstream media and cnn i like how we use the word regime there I, I think that's an important term to be able to use you know like the, this cooperative cohesive unit across all corporations and political government ties celebrities hollywood you know we saw those things all, all kind of intermingle here and, and i like how we use that word regime 
And he's literally just laying out every single thing that CNN has done recently um, in, in a perfect manner. So let's let's continue watching this clip. But I just I thought that regime word was the perfect term to be able to use um, when it comes to the collusion of CNN, of the mainstream media talking heads, even like Fox News uh, in, in the ways that uh, we've seen it in the modern day last two years. I mean, really just rubbing your face in it. Um, so I thought anyways, good, good use of that term. Let's go ahead and continue the clip. Particular seem to magically all go in one direction. Are we expected to believe that this is all just some sort of random coincidence or is there something else behind it? That was a college student there grilling CNN anchor Brian Stelter on why the Liberal Network is just as guilty on perpetuating disinformation as any other media that has been accused of doing so. Brian Stelter was a guest on the panel at the University of Chicago's discussion. This Australian, Australian accents are great, by the democracy. way. Christopher Phillips, who was a college freshman at the university, called out the panel for labelling Fox News as a purveyor of disinformation, but argued CNN is right up there too. He listed a few examples, including when CNN pushed the Russia collusion hoax, when they pushed the Jussie Smollett hoax, and of course, most notably, when the network dismissed the Hunter Biden laptop story. Mr Phillips launched into a blistering argument of whether it's time to finally declare that the canon of journalistic ethics is dead if the mainstream media continue to act as cheerleaders for the regime, being the Democrat Party. Take a look at how the CNN journalist answered the question, arguing that Christopher Phillips is watching a different channel to the one that he watches. Too bad, it's time for lunch. Uh, you have 30 and, seconds. No, I mean, there's a, there's a clock that says 30 seconds. But, but I think my honest answer to you, and I will, I'll come over and talk in more detail after this, is that I think you're describing a different channel than the one that I watch. Uh, but I understand that that is a popular right-wing narrative about CNN. I think it's important when we talk about shared reality and democracy, all these networks, all these news outlets have to defend democracy. And when they screw up, admit it. Uh, but when Benjamin Hall, the Fox correspondent, was wounded in Ukraine, the news crews at CNN and the New York Times stopped what they were doing and they tried to help. They tried to help him get out of the country. They tried to find the dead crew members. That's what news outlets do. That's how they actually do work together to your question about sharing those kinds of connections and trust. We don't talk about it enough though. We don't share that reality about how that happens. And with regards to the regime, I think you mean the President Biden? The last time I spoke with a Biden aide, we yelled at each other. So that's the reality of the news business that people don't see the people don't hear. They imagine that it's a, a situation that simply is not. But I think your question, it speaks to the failure of journalism to show our work and show the reality of how our profession operates. We have a lot of work to do, I think. As the Hunter Biden story finally gains momentum. Okay, so I, I actually saw the the remainder of that clip for the first time. I, I when I saw it before, it was just the response was like him trying to dance around it, like you're watching a different TV channel than me. So you know, we want to watch the full clip on these things. We don't want to just sit and and take the clips that conservative right wing uh, media outlets on Instagram or Twitter or TikTok just put out put out for us because it's outrage culture, right? So even in that situation, I didn't know that he went into full detail on those things and, and kind of, you know, said that we, we have work to do, right? They know that you do not trust them that you know that you know, and but he, you know, still dances around it and gives you some a crock of shit. <laughs> like, you know, we yelled at each other, like, there's no correspondence between me and Joe Biden's government. Like, of course, there is. And we know that CNN is just a, a puppet talking head for, in the right way, the regime, right? What a perfect way to put that. 
So, you know, in, in that particular situation, Brian Stelter went to a little bit more detail and, and hopefully he did go talk to that guy like he said he was going to um, because he didn't answer a single question about maybe how they were trying to uh, combat this this idea that everything that they're saying is corrupt or wrong. Um, and, and he didn't even really deny it. You know, he said what he said was basically they tried to find dead people in Ukraine or journalists when they were killed and... Um, but at, hey, at least he didn't, you know, at least it wasn't as canned of a response as we thought before. You know, it, it's, it's a sad day when, it, and I talked about this last episode, I think it, it's when you go back and read like comic books, <laughs> excuse me, when you go back and read comic books, like, you know, who, who was Superman was a journalist, right? Like all of these superheroes. All of these superheroes were like, there's, there's, there was a, a, a certain amount of like esteem that came with being a journalist. And even to the point where you were like idolized in, in, in comic books. Right. And so we've completely lost that way. Right. There was like the hard nosed cigarette smoking, whiskey drinking, truth finding journalists that used to be thought of in like the seventies, the eighties and nineties. And now it's literally just political talking heads for, for the big brother. And, and so you have to go to these one-off channels, like you know, this one, um, to, to find the actual full stories, right? You, you can't just listen to these mainstream media heads because, you know, growing up, we always heard about China, right? We always heard that China wouldn't even let you watch the, the, the TV channels that are out there, right? They, they wouldn't even let you um, hear the, the facts. They won't even let you use Google, Right now, now we know that our own government is censoring certain uh, media outlets regarding Russia and Ukraine, right? Like Reuters, Reuters, Rutgers, are you, it's RT News, I think uh, Reuters, um, they're being completely censored. Like I, I tried to find a YouTube video about Putin doing uh, judo. Um, if you didn't know, Putin is actually a judo black belt and uh, competed in Sambo as well. I don't know if he competed, but I know he, he participated and he's a legit judo black belt. Like watch the videos of him doing some throws. He's a legit judo black belt. And I went to go find them when Elon Musk threatened to beat his ass on Twitter <laughs> over, over a country. Um, and when I went to go find it, it literally on YouTube said, you cannot watch this video or, or this channel is not supported in your country. And so we have become the China that I used to, to, to frown upon in middle school and high school when I heard those things. Like, just thought it was the craziest thing in the world that they weren't able to watch TV channels. They weren't able to go to certain websites, right? And, and, and it all surrounds what we're seeing now with our media and, and even YouTube and, and the internet being actually censored and that's the problem with these like the, the strip mall that we have today is is you know back in the day when you surfed the world wide web <laughs> you know the times of aim and your away messages uh it, it was a different internet right it's like you used to go to different different specific websites and you used to know the websites that you wanted to go to and it didn't always just be three or four websites right like right now you probably use google i hope you don't you should be on brave browser and brave search engine now that duck duck goes a little snitch too um but you probably use google you probably go on facebook you probably you know have a few different news outlets and if you're listening to this podcast probably not right you probably have a, a few better ways of looking at this but at least most people right most people use the internet like it's a strip mall like there's four or five options that they can go to and if they deviate from those options it's like the wild wild west and it, it's our fault for letting it get to that point and it's our fault for allowing 
the the mainstream the, the general public to be brainwashed into thinking that you know you can't venture out on the internet from those specific websites right and so I think that there's a certain conversation to be had around that. And I, I do think that our media obviously has a long way to go in the ways that they correct these things. I, I don't see any way that they can redeem themselves. I think that we have now shifted to a new environment where podcasts like this, where a journalist like uh, Matt Taibbi, where, where there's people out there who are doing real journalistic work, where we will go find them now. I think we're going away from the last five years, even 10 years or so, where we've had this like strip mall approach to the internet. And, and I hope to see the continuance of the rising of podcasts, of the continuing rising of substacks and and conversations around individuals who have no vested interest in corporations, who have no vested interest in politics, and, and just are speaking the truth because they know that that's, that's there's like a certain part of you. I think there's like, there's a, there's a certain part of all humans that search for the light that look for truth in times of deception and, and, and it, which is interesting from like a animalistic perspective, right? Like I wonder if there's anything in any other animals, like obviously they're not generally sentient enough for us to ever know, but it's, it's a curious conversation to me is like, what is that drive? Cause I know I have it. Like I, I can't just sit back and if you haven't watched the, the documentary, the dissident, if you haven't heard about The Dissident, it is a unbelievably crazy, spine-chilling documentary surrounding the literal murder murder of a Saudi Arabian uh, journalist, and he flew to, fl fled to the U.S. Um, running, you know, away from his family being uh, threatened in Saudi Arabia for speaking out the truth about the government, about the royal family, um, and then while he was in, the, went basically up to the consulate um, in Turkey and was assassinated by the Saudi Arabian government, cut up into pieces, dismembered. There's a literal, literally a, an entire transcript of the conversations that happened because there was a recording device in the consulate, and and talks about how this man was like murdered, sawn apart, horrible, horrific things happened to this man because he was speaking the truth. And I was sitting next to my wife when we were watching this and it was like almost like really eerie because I'm in the space that I am talking about the things I'm talking about. I literally like this guy was talking about the Saudi Arabian king's son who was actually running the show and all the terrible things that he was doing and you know while my last episode was entirely about hunter biden's laptop <laughs> it was a little uh a little concerning um in a little uh i don't know it was a little bit of a reality jacket but but again there was that something in me that was like i i'm you can't just not talk about these things. There's not enough voices speaking the truth. And, and there's not enough people out there who, who are willing to have the balls to speak up in a time like this where you you know literally got my entire Instagram, my whole platform, 50,000 people that follow me, shadow banned for posting a Senate hearing, for posting a Senate hearing. That's where we're at today. And so in, in that situation, you know, when... When, when you're going after the king's jester, right? When the king kills the jester, that's when you know the... Um, the 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 monarchy is crumbling right and and it was there was a quote within the dissident that documentary that he said when when speaking the truth i got to remember the right way that he put it um if speaking words makes you a uh if if speaking words makes you the enemy or or they go after you for speaking the truth that shows you how weak they are 
it shows you how how the foundation of their arguments, the foundation of their uh, their their world, their government, their, their everything is just so uh, so. Th- there's no structure, there's no foundation, and it's so weak that if you speak a word, you say a word. Now they're going to come after you for it, and in this case, actually assassinate this man. And then that shows you how weak they are. Is words, literally words. When you're a government with that big, how scared they are of you. How scared they are of us. How scared they are of the truth. And they know it's going to come out eventually. And it's just a waiting game, right? When Facebook uh, shadow bans you, when Instagram shadow bans you, when TikTok shadow bans you, there's going to be another platform. And apparently it's not going to be truth social anytime soon. And maybe it's Twitter after Elon saves the day, but whatever it is, there's going to be something. The light always shows. And that light comes from like humanity, from the heart, from people like you and people like me that seek the truth and know there's truth out there and, and, and smell the bullshit and, and know that everything that they're saying is, is, is in an effort to manipulate you, right? If you've ever been around us, a, a psychopath, they literally do. A, it's a microcosm of what our government's been doing to us. And so it, it, it literally is, you know, all of the, um, all of the gaslighting, all, all of the, you know, abusive tactics, the shutting down of part, like everything that happened over the last two years was abusive tactics. And so it shows you how weak they are. It shows you how they're, it's they're built on a house of cards and, and, and the truth is, is the wind, right? And they're so afraid of it. They're so scared for their, for their empire of lies to crumble that they're willing to go to whatever lengths they can including not even allowing you to speak words right not even allowing you to have a conversation surrounding their 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 wrongdoings and and their faults And, and that shows you just how weak they are all in all, go watch that dissident documentary. It's it's really really interesting, and and I think you'll take away a lot from it, and it'll show. There's a reason. So like the guy that did it, um, I don't remember his name right off the top of my head. I believe his last name is Ogle. Uh, He's the same guy that did the documentary Icarus that caught all of the Russian uh, Olympians doping that got them basically thrown out of the Olympics. So the same guy that did Icarus did this documentary, The Dissident, and he went to Netflix, he went to Hulu, he went to talk to all of these um, huge streaming services that he had connections with in the past from his other documentaries, and none of them would touch this. None of them. None of them would stream this this documentary. And once you go into it, you realize why. You realize that they're, they're, they kind of show the cards of, of what the next steps of the regime are, right? They show the, the lengths that a government is willing to go to hide their lies. And they show the tools that they use. Like there was like an 80,000 person uh, Saudi Arabian royalty farm that was uh, eliminated um, f- for uh, basically what it was, it was like eight, eight, 80,000 accounts on Twitter that were uh, done away with by Twitter itself um, because they were all going after singular hashtags. Like if you spoke up like, like right now with the Ukrainian situation, like you'll see the hashtag save Ukraine, hashtag this, hashtag that. Um, there's these campaigns and then there's, there's a, they go after accounts too. So if you speak up against the things that they're talking about, they'll send 80,000 accounts after your account, after your one video that's speaking the truth, and then they'll get your account shut down, right? And maybe that's not Instagram doing that. Maybe it's not Twitter doing that. It's it's the government shadow little uh, bot farms that they're sending. They're a little, uh, they call them um, 
I don't know, it was like the, the, the bees or something in the dissident. But you, you really, you got to go watch that movie. It tells you, it shows you their hand. It shows you the lengths that they're willing to go. And it shows you how, how desperate they are to hide the truth and how weak they actually are. And, and it's a reflection of our own government in its infantile stages. Now, however, he did flee to the United States. That's worth noting um, that this journalist did flee to the United States at one point because he felt that the, the freedom of speech platform was the best here. <clears throat> but... Concerning, nonetheless, because you see where it's all coming to in, in, right now. Right? We see where this is going, and you see it, it does not seem that far off for what happened in the dissident to happen here in the United States. So, on that note, let's go ahead and watch this clip surrounding the DIA documents that were released. There was 1,500 documents released surrounding UFO encounters. Surrounding people who were around UFOs, people who basically got like sucked into UFOs, women who were impregnated by aliens, <laughs> like all of this crazy stuff. 1,500 documents were released by the DIA showing alien encounters, showing encounters with uh, alien weaponry, alien propulsion systems, um, and all of the crazy stuff that happened with that. So let's go ahead and watch this quick little video surrounding that, and then we'll actually read the documents themselves and go into detail surrounding these things and potentially what the conspiracy could be turning into here with Project Bluebeam, which is uh, kind of out there. So stick around for that. Um, again, I don't know if I believe all of this, but I, I it, it either, I don't know why they tell us now, right? Why would, why would aliens all of a sudden be such a hot topic, right? Um, for how long was it like the tinfoil hat wearing all the movies like tried to diminish the conversations around, you know, you were crazy. Five, ten years ago, you were crazy if you thought aliens were real, right? And now, how how short after that are we now accepting it? Having all these CIA documents come out, all of these DIA documents come out about how there could be potentially real, about how all of these sightings in the military aircrafts and how it, it, it's affecting general public, right? Whereas they used to demonize people, right? All the way back to like Roswell. Um, so... Uh, let's go ahead and watch this clip and then we'll discuss it and we'll read the actual articles surrounding this and then we'll go into the actual documents and then we will discuss Project Bluebeam. But before we do that, what I need you to do first is go ahead and press the subscribe button uh, wherever you are on this uh, listening to this platform right now. Go ahead and press the subscribe button. Head over to Apple Music or Spotify if you could and leave a five-star review. That helps the podcast a lot. It, um, it basically puts us up in the ratings, lets people know that what I'm doing here is quality work, which I hope you feel after this half hour or so that we've been talking here. I hope you feel that the audio has been better. I hope you feel that the video has been better. Uh, I really redid my entire workflow um, and uh spend some good money on all of this stuff to make this show better for you guys. More money than I've made so far, actually, off of this podcast. So if you'd like to help offset some of the costs, um, this entire upgrade cost me quite a bit of money. Um, and if you appreciate the show um, and you appreciate what I'm doing here, I appreciate you. And you can show your appreciation by heading over to our Give, Send, Go, which is givesendgo.com slash revolution, And you can give a donation right on there for us. Or you can do it through a few other ways including signing up for the paid Substack, which is the podcast companion, which includes all the articles, all of the videos, all of the documents from this episode, and a few other little goodies that I throw in there. And then you can also sign up for the Patreon. 
Patreon is anywhere from $5 a month, gives you the Discord server, gives you the bonuses on the episodes, because every episode I go a little bit over, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes and talk about a new topic. And then you also get the entire video podcast episode, uh, which you can go to patreon.com slash red pill revolt for right now. It gets about a half hour on YouTube and then it tells you to go over to Patreon. So if you want to watch the full hour, we're going to talk about the UFO stuff. We're going to talk about these documents. We're going to get it into Project Bluebeam, which I'm really excited to talk about with you guys. I think it's a really interesting conspiracy and uh, we'll discuss all these things together over on the Patreon. So if you're watching the video right now, um, head over to patreon.com to watch the rest of it. If you're listening, you're still going to be able to hear the rest of it here. Um, But if you want to hear just the end bonus content where we talk about a little bit more depth of the topic, head over to Patreon, $5 a month. If you want to pay $15, I am going to be doing a live episode. Just the quality of this, same microphone, same setup, everything live for you guys. It's an additional episode, only user submitted content. Hopefully my Instagram comes back soon so some of some other people see it and we can grow that audience together. Um, but head over to patreon.com. $15 a month will also get you the additional podcast episode that we're doing weekly um, and some other awesome stuff like being able to submit your topics here. All right, without further ado, let's go ahead and watch this UFO conversation on the news and then we will discuss it and look at some of those documents together. So again, thanks for listening. Let's go ahead and watch this together here. Say the truth is out there and it might be terrifying. A just uncovered Defense Department summary of UFO-induced effects ranging from abduction and paralysis to electrical shocks and even sexual encounters is shocking the world tonight. The report again is from the Defense Department, but what does this all mean? How are we supposed to interpret it when talking about UFOs? Just starting this investigation, National Correspondent William Lajeunesse shows us tonight. Pilots tracking unidentified objects, balls of light suspended over the ocean, UFOs chasing warships, all part of a growing body of sightings of UAPs or unidentified aerial phenomena. Oh my gosh, they're all going against the wind. The wind's 120 knots to the west. Now comes something even more explosive, a 1,500-page Pentagon report of previously classified documents cataloging accounts from witnesses and victims claiming radiation burns, brain damage, even paralysis after close encounters with UAPs. This is the most haunting of all the reports from from my perspective because it shows immunological deficiency. It shows um, altering human DNA. It shows degradation on a cellular level. Prepared in 2010 by the Pentagon's secret Advanced Aerospace Weapons Program, the report was released only after a Freedom of Information request. It found sufficient incidents, accidents have been accurately reported, and medical data acquired as to support a hypothesis that some advanced systems are already deployed and opaque to full U.S. understandings. This is from within the documents themselves. The report says humans have been injured from exposure to UFOs, from abductions and perceived time loss to sexual encounters and unexplained pregnancies. We're talking about an area where there is intervention (laughs) with the human being on such a a level that it's beyond just negative health effects. Uh, Some of this stuff is really bizarre. So what's next? While this program ended in 2010, Corbell says the Pentagon continues to study UFOs and more military videos and documents are likely to be released this year. How crazy. So I believe it was The Sun um, 
the news company. The Sun basically came out and did a Freedom of Information Act request to the DIA regarding documents surrounding a secret, uh, well, not so secret, but kind of like a, a shadow uh, side of the government, which was um, looking into these UAPs, which they, you know, I like how they just changed the name and think you're stupid enough to forget that they tried to make you seem crazy for questioning these things, because that's exactly what that was, right? Like, the UAP to UFO, like, the UFO is like what, what people with tinfoil hats talk about, but UAPs, these things are legitimate. <laughs> they, they just, it's the gaslighting, right? It's, it's, the, it's the making you seem crazy until they're, they're ready to expose the truth. Or until they're ready to make you think they're exposing the truth in an attempt to weaponize it against you, which we'll talk about through the Project Bluebeam conversation. Um, but I digress. I do think it's really interesting that this conversation came out recently. I, I do think that there's something to this. But also, I do question everything at this point. Right? I think that anytime the government's giving a big push on something huge like this, uh, then you need to question why now? Why are they releasing these documents? This request was done in 2017. So it took them over four years to dictate what parts of these documents they were going to release and why. And so you'll see that some of the things that they discuss on there are the sightings themselves, are different uh, types of like uh, bodily effects that the radiation poisoning has on them, um, from feeling the propulsion systems, from like making, looking at these uh ufos in the air and then like basically having like losses of time and uh, reality different perception changes which we'll talk about when we're actually looking at these documents but i do think that this is this is uh probably one of the biggest releases and that was jeremy corbell if you don't know who jeremy corbell is he did a documentary with a fellow who um gosh why can't i remember that guy's name you're you're probably screaming it in your head right now <laughs> uh he went on joe rogan with jeremy corbell and uh said that he was a part of the team that went into roswell itself and looked at the actual aircrafts spoke to the people surrounding these these aircrafts and actually found one of the chemical compounds from the aircraft itself which became added to our uh, periodic table as a result of this uh, years later but they told him that he was crazy for all of this uh so jeremy corbell was the one just being interviewed in that and he's been looking into this for a long time has done a few documentaries on it um, so look into Jeremy Corbell's work because it's it's quite interesting. So now what we're going to do is we're going to head over to some of these documents here and read through them. So I'll read the Sun article, which is the actual company um, that uh, actually requested these documents. Um, let's see. All right. So it won't be the Sun. It'll be from this. So it says UFO docs declassified. Pentagon reveals more than 1,500 shocking documents. And this is from Marca.com. Um and this is just showing the actual documents here. So, okay, perfect. Now we're going over to The Sun, who did the actual Freedom of Information Act request. And this was written on April 5th, so four days ago. And this is shooting this on the 9th. So the Pentagon has released 1,574 pages of real-life X-Files related uh, to its secretive UFO program after four-year battle. The Sun Online first requested a copy of all files, reports, and video files related to the Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program, or otherwise known as AATIP. In other words, a tip. <laughs> on December 18th, 2017, they sent this document to them. Um, back to them, which said, this responds to your Freedom of Information Act request dated December 18th of 2017 that you have submitted to the Defense Intelligence Agency for information concerning 
uh, basically just asked for the documents from the agency in class an unclassified program which ran between 2007 and 2012 which was the AV advanced aviation threat identification program it says apologize for the delay in re responding to your request as the DIA continues his effort to eliminate the large backlog of pending requests probably how many of them are related to aliens um, a search of DIA's systems of records located 52 documents totaling 1574 pages responsive to your request upon review I have determined that some portions of 52 documents 1574 pages must be withheld in part from disclosure pursuant to the Freedom of Information Act the withheld portions are exempt from release pursuant exemptions 3 4 and 6 Exemption three applies to information specifically, da la la, talks about the exemptions. All right. So the first thing it's going to say here is the letter from the Defense Intelligence Agency confirming it is released in 1,574 files. And then it goes on to show some videos actually taken by Navy pilots showing interactions with unidentified aerial phenomenon. Or otherwise known as UFOs, you dickheads. Um, <laughs> we filed an in Freedom of Information Act. This is what the article goes on to say from the actual sun. Um, it says, finally, after more than four years, years, they released more than 1,500 documents. It includes government commissioned scientific reports and letters to the Pentagon regarding the UFO program. The hall includes reports in, into research on the biological effects of UFO sightings on humans. Sets out, to cate sets out categorizations for paranormal experiences and studies the sci-fi style text. Now, one thing that they go into here is basically talking about like elves and yetis and, you know, they go into some crazy stuff. So the DIA, the Department of Defense's spy arm, said some portions of the documents must be withheld in part due to privacy and confidentiality concerns. But the agency added the DIA has not withheld any reasonably segregable, non-exempt portions of the records. The Bombshell Freedom of Information Hall includes reports on the DIA's research into the biological effects of UFO sightings, oh my goodness, on humans. And this includes burns, heart problems, sleep disturbances, and even bizarre occurrences of, as apparent abduction and unaccounted for pregnancy. <laughs> Now, if I was, I mean, I guess, do you get alum, like, do you get some child support? Like that would, I guess that'd be the worst part of being impregnated by an alien. Do they go on to talk about like what happened to these pregnancies? That would be an interesting conversation. I don't think there's any information on what actually happened, but if there's unaccounted pregnancies, I'm sure they followed the mom to see if there was some men in black type baby born. Remember that scene? Men in black where the woman's uh, in the car with the crazy guy um, and ends up giving birth on like the side of the road and it's like a little squid alien if you i need to go back and watch that but the men in black um there's a great scene of an alien a woman pregnant with an alien who gives birth on the side of the road anyways if you haven't seen that my apologies for that picture you just had in your head um the report said it has 42 cases from medical files and 300 similar uh unpublished cases where humans have been er injured after anomalous encounters uh, now it says at ATIP was a secretive Pentagon program that ran between 2007 and 2012 to study UFOs. It was outed by former intelligence official turned whistleblower Luis Elizondo, who headed up the program back in 2017. Bombshell videos of unexplained UFO sightings by U.S. military personnel investigated by ATIP were also first published at the time. Um, it says that the revelations on the new program marked a step step change in the way the U.S. talked about UFOs, now more commonly known as a different name because they're trying to gaslight you as unidentified aerial phenomenon. 
And the phenomenon has stepped from the fringe into a serious national security concern discussed by lawmakers, defense officials, and even former presidents Barack Obama and Bill Clinton. One fascinating document included in the Inquisition Threat Support Report sets out how to categorize anomalous behavior, which includes encounters with ghosts, yetis, spirits, elves, and other other mythical legendary entities classified as AN3. Seeing a UFO with aliens on board would be a CE3, Poltergeist, crop circles, spontaneous human combustion, alien abductions, and other paranormal events are also categorized. Studies into advanced technologies such as invisibility cloaks, mind-controlled robots were also included in the document cache. Other documents obtained include studies into communicating with alien civilizations and plans for deep space exploration and colonization. All right, so now we'll actually look at some of these documents here uh, and see what they have to say. We're going to, let's see here. So um, it goes on to say, now let's let's just kind of skip over to the documents themselves. So if I when I was scanning the documents, there was a few pieces of these that really caught my attention. The first ones being the catalog of UFO-related human physiological effects. And it talks about frequency distribution. So you see in these documents, they talk a lot about like the radio frequencies or radiation frequencies that have to be reached to accomplish some of these things, including like things like telepathy. And so what we're going to go through here is a table of effects and frequencies. Now, the, the documents that I have here that I'll include in this week's Substack is 38 pages. I'll see if I can find the entirety of these documents. But for now, the ones that I have is 38 total pages, and uh, this is going to be the reference uh, of a table of effects frequency. So it says, let me just kind of run through all of these with you, the different effects that coming into contact with UFOs has had in this situation. Um, so and I, I don't know what the kind of like time frame is of this. I think that's an important thing to say. You know, if this was happening like back in the 30s, I think we want to know that. If it was happening with like George Washington getting abducted and, and being, you know, sexually assaulted by aliens, I kind of want to know that. <laughs> what, what, what is the time frame that we're actually talking about here? So we'll, we'll start from the top. It says um, the table of effects when uh, basically coming into contact. So it says apparent abductions is page 129. Electromagnetic effects on vehicles, paralysis, perceived time loss, light beam effects, eye injuries, heat, medical exam. Oh, gosh, that sounds horrible. Is that like probing? <laughs> I think I think you have to be probed in the human world when you're like 40 or 50, right? It's a colonoscopy. Uh, burns, unconsciousness, marks left on body, significant sound effects like humming, Electrical shocks, physiological emotional shocks, intense fear, prickling, tingling sensations, pain, skin sores, rash, induced headaches, migraines, force field impact, nausea, vomiting, sensation of cold, disorientation, confusion, ground traces, weakness, fatigue, amnesia, apparent experience of telepathy, numbness, significant odors, voice loss, appetite loss, insomnia, perceived time suspension, dehydration, swelling of tissues, dizziness, weightlessness, levitation, healing, sexual encounters, deaths, diarrhea, hair loss, and nightmares. Now, the ones that I would say are the most interesting to me would be 
obviously sexual encounters. <laughs> I wonder if like, you know, are, are the aliens that they're coming into contact to like kind of given something back here? Or are they just, you know, in it for themselves? I think we need to know what type of lovers these aliens are, because that could potentially tell us a lot about who they are, <laughs> who they are when it comes to, you know, a war type situation. If they're a giving lover, you know, maybe we have the chance of surviving these types of attacks. But if they're pretty selfish and, you know, just kind of worried about getting off themselves, then maybe, maybe we got to be a little bit more concerned. <laughs> <laughs> but but truly and honestly, it, it probably does have some type of insight to know what type of sexual encounters, if they're taking these encounters seriously, what what were they, you know, specifically? And I guess we, we'll see that when we see the full documents released. It's on page five, if you can pull them up yourself at this point. So the other one that would be interested to me or interesting to me, perceived time suspension. So would that be like, like you see the ufo and uh time kind of stops and maybe you i mean i don't know I'm, I'm really interested to see what that would be time stopping in this situation perceived time suspension apparent experience of telepathy that's obviously interesting significant odors that sounds terrible whatever significant odors aliens uh encounters are giving off i probably don't want any part of that um ground traces so that's things like crop circles i would assume which is so funny like how many that tells you everything you need to know about hollywood everything you need to know about like the the the, the way that they go about grooming you like grooming you is the right word for this the way that they're going about showing us these alien encounters these alien situations oh like just so happens that now we have 1500 documents surrounding alien encounters and in the things that have happened to people on these things that we've been taking seriously for a while while also diminishing the public's opinion on these things and making you feel crazy for talking about them but back to the original point i think makes it interesting to think about how, how hollywood had been clued into all of these things Literally all of these things, like every single one of these things have been in a movie, right? The humming, the, the, um, the, uh, ground traces, the perceived time suspension, the sexual encounter. I mean, I, I really haven't seen a movie specifically that takes that seriously, but I'm sure there's many, many shitty movies that you can watch where there's some type of, uh, alien sexual encounter, um, apparent experience of telepathy. That's an interesting one. Right is like, and they talk about that consistently throughout the documents of this. Is the uh, situations where, um, like the even like the radio frequency that needs to be given out, or the radiation frequency that needs to be given out to allow it to happen. Now that's interesting too. Is like, how did they get the scientific evidence that shows the numbers that they're putting out in these documents too? Um, it also says force field impact. Um, apparent. Uh, we talked about that. Uh, Pain, skin sores, rashes, electrical sound effects. So humming has been a consistent one in Hollywood. Um, and medical exam. God, that's creepy, right? I, I, I don't want to go to a human doctor, <laughs> let alone have, a, have an alien uh, trying to figure out what's going on to me. Like, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe they're just like, what if they were abducting people and like just taking the the lower class, um, you know, poor and, and doing free medical exams for them? They're like, hey, these these humans are kind of shitty. We're going to help you out. We're just going to abduct the poor people and give them, you know, free free medical exams. You know, I think they could do that for dental and that would be a good campaign for for the aliens as if they could, you know, abduct us and do free dental work. Because I think anytime you pay like $1,200 for a root canal, you, nothing feels good about that like if you're ridding my body of uh i don't know 
use insert the blank of whatever BS medical situation, but let's say something like cancer. If you're ridding my body from cancer and I got to pay you whatever money, let's do it. But anytime somebody has to pay for dental work, 1200 bucks for a root canal is like, all right, let, you can abduct me and, and maybe even probe me if you give me free dental work. <laughs> so that maybe this is, if we look at this in a positive way, you know, Maybe uh, maybe there's some there's some good that came out of this, like the sexual experiences and the medical exams, right? Like, did the, how was their bedside manner? What? <laughs> um, I don't know if the the DIA is was asking the right questions during this time. They probably should have hired me to come in and, and consult them on these things. Um, so that those were some of the interesting things that came up in that document. Um, it, it, I actually missed a few pages. It went on to say claimed ESP development, nosebleeds. Taste now. One of the tastes that I saw in here was uh, was metallic, like a metal taste. Um, ringing in the ears, weight loss, breathing problems, urination problems. So they piss themselves. <laughs> Gynecological problems. Um, claimed implant. Perceived teleportation. Stunned. Itching. Loss of taste. Loss of hearing. Induced feeling of calm or serenity. No, I think we should do a draft. Like if you had to choose like three good, like the three best in here, that would be like the coolest and the three worst. I think we could probably do that pretty easily. Obviously, if you could get that uh, feeling of calm and serenity, maybe a sexual encounter and some free dental work would probably be the, the top three overall picks of, of the, uh, <laughs> of the uh, annual 2022 Alien uh, Awards for for best uh best action done um now the worst ones sound to me like they could also be the same ones because you know there could be some terrible sexual encounters medical exams um now i'll still take the induced feelings of calm and serenity uh but anyways so that that was uh and in no particular order each one of em effects on power systems involuntary muscle movement induced body odor work growth sooty Deposit, de 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 deposited where? <laughs> a sooty. Oh, maybe it's on like the earth. I hope. Uh, I don't know. Mental enhancement. That would be a good one. Mental degradation. Swallowing difficulty. Teeth vibrations. Fillings crumbled. Oh my God! So teeth vibrations, fillings crumbled. That's horrible. Ow. Hair precipitously turned white. Shout out to Elsa. Time sped up. Unaccounted for pregnancy. Unaccounted for... Okay, so it is in there from that uh, that conversation. Unaccounted for pregnancy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can we, can we get a follow-up on that, guys? Like, if, if, if a woman became pregnant from an alien, can we figure out maybe what came of this situation because <laughs> you know if there's a, 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 a an alien kid at my daughter's uh, school you know I, I'd at least like to know what age they are um, cancer fever stomach dizziness stomach dizziness stomach sickness I'm blind uh, physiological energization okay loss of smell external control of vehicle and material evidence that's wildly vague okay so some other interesting um uh, outcomes from alien encounters. All right. Now the next thing is the rating situation. So they basically had a ratings, uh, list <clears throat> of how they would rate 
different anomalous behavior. So it goes from like an AN1, AN2, AN3, AN4, AN5. So it says anomalies. I guess that's what the AN stands for, huh? And it's a rating system. So it says, let's see. So just so we get the full context here. Mm, all right, cool. So it says anomalies which have no lasting physical effects is an AN1. It says an amorphous lights and unexplained explosions. Hmm. Okay. AN2 is anomalies which do have lasting physical effects, i.e. poltergeist, materialized objects, areas of flattened grass and corn circles. Okay. AN3, anomalies with associated entities such as ghosts, yetis, spirits, elves, and other mythological legendary entities. Now, ghosts, yetis, spirits, and elves has its own rating on this DIA Freedom of Information Act released class previously declassified documents. The, how, many, how many military documents and, and, and classified governmental documents have the word yeti on it <laughs> and, and elves? Oh, my gosh. Like, you need to, we need to, uh, is Santa real? Santa is definitely real. Elves, spirits, yetis, and ghosts. Um, also on this list here. So how crazy is it that there's a real legitimate governmental conversations? And you know how like when you're in a big corporate business, how like corporatism is like imagine being a, a lieutenant or a, or a captain or a or, or a, uh, the head of the CIA and having to write out documents about yetis. <laughs> why 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 are people not talking about this this is the craziest shit ever ghosts yetis spirits and elves and nobody's talking about this stuff nobody who like i would have imagined if the government came out with a document surrounding ghosts yetis spirits elves and, and aliens in unexplained pregnancies, that there would have been literally people running in the streets to knock on doors to tell their neighbors about it. And nobody, like you walk into work tomorrow, guarantee you, nobody's bringing up the fact that the government just released documents about ghosts, yetis, spirits, aliens, elves, and, and encounters with aircraft of, of alien kind. <laughs> nobody you're going to walk into work tomorrow when you wake up or when you get into work and you walk in there today and everybody's going to be acting normal nothing's going to be changed nobody's going to be talking about yetis or elves nobody's going to be talking about poltergeists or crop circles nobody's going to be talking about unexplained death or unexplained pregnancy from aliens nobody nobody's talking about this stuff why why who if this does not rattle the cage and, and like, why are we not having a conversation about this? Why, why are we not discussing this in public? Why are we not running to our neighbor's house and saying that yetis could, you know, the government is recognizing the possibility of yetis, poltergeists, elves, and other mythological, like, I like how they t call them still legendary entities. Obviously, this is not proving they're real, but it's it's so interesting to me that some governmental employee is having to sit and, and write out a specifically formatted document to send as an email to somebody higher up within the organization surrounding yetis. Are, are yetis real? Like, are elves, like, can, this is, 
I don't know what to think anymore. I don't know. I'm when I leave this this podcast, I'm gonna go see if I can really find my daughter a unicorn, um, because according to the DIA, that seems very much within reach. Um, maybe a, like if you can find a unicorn, probably dragon's the way to go though. That seems to be the coolest. You know, it's too bad that I mean that would have been pretty sick, right? <clears throat> Anyways, um, so let's move on. <laughs> Sorry, a few rants there for you. Now, one of the things that this uh, came of this document that was discussed later was a concern around some of the actual military applications of these things that have already been implemented. Um, so one of such things was the conversation surrounding. Uh, like the hypersonic missiles, right? Like China and Russia both discussed um, how there was these new hypersonic missiles that came out and they, they think that it was defying the laws of physics is quote unquote. So here's an article by The Sun also discussing this. It says hyperactive China, um, oh, I guess hyperactive is the name of the, I don't know, their news organization. Um, China secretly tests two hypersonic nuke missiles that defied the laws of physics sparking panic in the West. So that's like, if you've heard people talking about these things, how they can just completely uh, shift their wh where they're headed towards in midair. Um, hypersonic glide vehicle. So it goes on to say that the test launches reportedly took place during the summer within the first on July 20... During the summer, with the first on July 27th, using a fractional orbital bombardment system, which propelled the nuke-capable hypersonic glide vehicle around the planet. According to the Financial Times, who spoke to the two U.S. intelligence sources, Beijing launched a second missile on August 13th. Three sources familiar with the first test said the launch stunned Pentagon officials because China demonstrated a brand new weapons capability. However, they declined to go into further detail. One source said scientists were struggling to understand the test, which the U.S. and other Western powers cannot replicate, adding that it appeared to defy the laws of physics. President Joe Biden admitted that, yes, he was concerned about China's development of such weaponry. However, his defense secretary, Lloyd Austin, and other White House officials refused to comment on the reported tests. The Chinese foreign ministry has denied uh, the report, insisting they launched a space plane in July and not a missile. <clears throat> Earlier this year, satellite images showed China was building hundreds of silos to house inter continental ballistic missiles and rockets which have a range of more than 3,000 miles and can carry nuclear bombs. Wow, that's terrifying. Hypersonic missiles can hit speeds of up to 21,000 miles an hour and potentially even faster and are seen as devastating new frontier of warfare. The rockets are a game changer because unlike ballistic missiles which fly into space before returning on steep trajectories, they zoom in on targets at lower altitudes. This, combined with typical speeds of five times the speed of sound, makes them extremely hard to shoot down in a potent weapon more countries want to get their hands on. A senior diplomat has warned the U.S. is unable to defend themselves from the hypersonic missile. Wow, that's terrifying. A senior diplomat has warned that the U.S. Okay, so we just said that. Ambassador Robert Wood, the U.S. representative at the Conference on Disarmament in Geneva, said hypersonic technology is something that we have been concerned about. We just don't know how we can defend against that technology. Either does China and neither does Russia. But the revelations of Beijing's summer missile test has sent shockwaves through Western intelligence who fear they actually underestimated China. 
Circling the globe, it shows that the weapon potentially has a range of some 25,000 miles and can even operate in space. It means the missile can theoretically hit anywhere on Earth. A key part of the hypersonic missile concept is the glide vehicle, which carried around 30 miles above the Earth by a rocket, but then becomes detached. <clears throat> Interesting. Okay. So, that's terrifying. Now, the conversation that, that arise from... Um, wow, so China's is like way better than everybody else's. Wow. Hmm. So... China has a range of 25,000. Korea's has a range of 2,000. Russia has a range of 3,700. And the U.S.'s top uh, range is secret, but the top speed is 3,800 miles per hour, which was probably... Uh, and then top speed for Russia is 21,000 miles an hour. And then the range or the top speed for China's is unknown. North Korea's is 3,800. So obviously, it sounds like <clears throat> Russia has the fastest that we know of by far smashing ours um china has the longest range north korea sucks but it's equal to ours interesting as far as speed goes um so interesting enough that was supposedly something some type of like uh, uh technology that could have potentially come from these type of revelations from understanding and reverse engineering the aircraft that were received in things like Roswell. Um, so on from there, now let's go ahead and touch on Project Bluebeam. So the transition from this, the segue here is that is that there's an idea out there that the government is not just releasing these alien documents at this time because they want to and they all of a sudden want to tell us the truth, right? Like why, why would they now decide of all times to release these documents, right? Why does it matter today? What is, what is the agenda, right? And so that's where Project Bluebeam comes into play. And Project Bluebeam basically explains that the government is doing these things to uh, basically find a way to culminate all of this information to a, a uh, I don't know if I'm using these words right, a precipitous, like a, a, a peak, right? Like a, of all of this information coming out and, and one that would like terrify everybody and unite the world and, and allow us to like be subservient to a new world order, which we've heard over and over and over again. And Project Bluebeam is the idea that they are releasing these documents. They are releasing this information. They are normalizing this content surrounding aliens, alien vehicles, alien abductions, so that eventually they can utilize that platform to get you to go with whatever it is that they want. And what they want is a new world order, a singular world government imposed upon the people. And, and everything that you do is surveilled. Every action that you take is governed by this entity. And if you go against the things that they say, you are going against essentially them deeming themselves as God in every which way. So how they're going to implement that is is called Project Bluebeam in this uh, conspiracy world. <laughs> so Project Bluebeam is the idea, um, basically, that they're going to utilize this information and are dropping this information over time to get you to a point where you will go along with the government being the savior of this new uh, alien species that is wanting to attack us. Okay, so now that you have the premise, let's go ahead and read this article, which goes into it a little bit further. And this says, in 1994, Sergei Manast, a writer and investigative journalist from Quebec, published an alleged manifesto of sorts explaining his wild theory 
that was renamed Infamous in certain circles to this day. <clears throat> what is Project Bluebeam? According to Sergey Manast, the four-step project designed by NASA and the United Nations would allow these governments to accomplish what he believed to be their ultimate goal of creating a new age religion led by the Antichrist in order to start a new world order dictatorship. Wow, I do know my stuff, huh? Um, NASA would implement Project Bluebeam, Manas believed, with a system of advanced mind control as well as top secret technology in order to trick everyone into believing there, be, there would be a second coming. But first, step one of Project Bluebeam would involve the manufacture of artificially created earthquakes in strategic locations around the world. These earthquakes would, according to the conspirators' hoaxes, unearth artifacts indicating that the religious doctrines of all nations have been misunderstood for centuries, thus discrediting all religions. Manast claimed that movies like 2001 A Space Oddity had already laid the psychological groundwork for this step by presenting stories in which mysterious unearthed objects upend everything humans know about themselves in the world. The second step, Surya Manas claimed, would involve a gigantic space show. During the stage of Project Bluebeam, three-dimensional optical holograms as well as laser projections of holographic images would beam across the sky. What would these images include? Projections of Jesus, Muhammad, Buddha, Krishna would be merged into one. So the idea is like that they're basically going to take all of the deities, all of the, the, the gods and project them across the world, across all of, the, you know, like if you're in, uh, you know, in the United States, you're going to see Jesus up in the sky. If you're in, you know, uh, Israel or, you know. Not, you're going to, you know, <laughs> so on and so forth. You're going to see the different gods that are specific to your area that are, are shown among you in the sky, right? And like somebody has even like related Starlink to this somehow. I, there's like a tie there that somebody threw out there somewhere at some time, I think. Um, but anyways, uh, the idea is that they're eventually going to say, you know, Buddha is going to show up and, and tell all of the, uh, <clears throat> Buddhists that, you know, we are one and that th there's a terrible enemy upon us. And, you know, like his name is Thanos. <laughs> it's like, they literally just drop these seeds across everything, um, that there's going to be this, uh, you know, um, evil, that's going to come upon earth and all of the deities of the world are going to come together and, and that's going to unite the people of the world. And, and so Monast explained the technology behind this display, saying that the conspirators would use space-based laser-generating satellites to project simultaneous images to the four corners of the planet in every language and dialect according to the religion. It's interesting that you say four corners of the planet. Um, I didn't know that. Am I missing something? there are they like all right i don't know let's move on as the whole sky is transformed into one massive movie screen this god would speak to everyone in their own language next the third step is where mind control would take center stage telephonic communication devices would send waves to reach each person within their own minds convincing each of them that their own god is speaking to them from the very depths of their soul so they're even like pointing to this technology being a possibility in those documents when they talked about like the pot potential p telepathy from radio frequencies, right? In those documents, in certain portions of them, they talked about how the radio, like the certain level of frequency that would have to be emitted in order to give uh, the ability to use telepathy in these ranges. And so they're literally showing you that there is a framework for this, right? That th there is a possibility of, of, of 
these entities entering your mind and having telepathy and 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 so project bluebeam does like weirdly enough fit right into this documents that were just released it says how would you how would these rays be able to reach people's inner minds Manast explained such rays from satellites are fed from the memories of computers that have stored massive data about every human on earth and their languages the rays will then interface with their natural thinking to form what we call diffuse artificial thought hmm Okay, never heard of that before. Um, finally, the fourth step of Project Bluebeam would make use of various technologies in order to convince people that alien invasions and the rapture itself were taking place, thus making it easier for the powers that be to take control of a fear-added populace. Now, if this is going to be implemented, I would assume it would be implemented in the next three years under the Biden administration, <laughs> because I don't think that the aliens really um, or, or the, the, the potential, the people behind this making you try to think that there's like an alien invasion um, of sorts is going to want to deal with somebody like Donald Trump. <laughs> I would I would much rather think that they would uh, probably want to implement this with somebody who has no personality and will not push back in any way. So from like a, a logical perspective, if you are this governmental agency and you are trying to utilize this Project Bluebeam situation, and implement these things in this way, I would assume that you would want to do it within this time frame. Um, so that's kind of a terrifying thought. Uh, but the, it goes on to say that the NASA Bluebeam Project is the prime directive of the New World Order's absolute control over the population of the entire wor Earth. I would suggest you investigate this information carefully before dismissing it in a fanatic, as a fanatic lunacy. Now, um, goes on to say the modern following of Sergei Manas theory and the end of his life goes on to talk about all that, which I'll include in the Substack. Um, now, the, some of the comments here say in the year 2022, he doesn't look so crazy. And now does he? <laughs> yeah, kind of true, huh? Um, he doesn't look that crazy. And I, I think it's an interesting uh, conversation to be had there. Right. Um, so anyways. Uh, I think that was a great conversation. Now, the next articles that we're going to be touching on here, you know, aren't as much about aliens. And I, I do think that there's even more of a conversation to be had about this Project Bluebeam. So let's let's talk about that briefly. So um, what, what I think this is, is is an attempt at control, like the ultimate control, like utilizing this, the, the most the, the thickest strings to humanity's. Uh, being right is like religious deities and and the idea of of something unknown and the end of times and like trying to to bring all of the religious texts that have been put in front of us right um trying to bring them all to a head together for the massive manipulation of the world and so there, there's even like this this theory out there that, right there's like the um there's the Vatican, there's London, and there's Washington, D.C., and the, the, the three um, parts of the New World Order, right? London being the financial aspect of it, Washington, D.C. being the military aspect of it, and then the Vatican being like the the, the spiritual um, and religious aspect of it. And and so that's why they're all three their own specific entities, right? The, the Washington, D.C. is a district. It is not a part of the United States government or the, United, the, the nation itself, right? It's not its own state. It is not a part of of the state that surrounds it. It is its own entity. And it's basically a corporation of sorts that does not governed by the constitution. Um, so the idea is that those three areas specifically are like um, intertwined as, as a part of this like new world order. 
And so they're trying to implement this ultimate control by, by pulling on the, the thickest strings of humanity's soul. Religion, um, you know, the fear of the unknown, and the idea that we're just like little ants in this world of like alienhood, uh, right? Um, and, and the only way to be saved is by all come together under this new world order that is, uh, you know, controlled by the deity that all of these deities come together to show in the sky and or in your brain or whatever it is. Right. So to me, it's an interesting theory. Right. Because why would they be coming out with these these articles now? Why are they pushing this information out? Because if they didn't want to, they wouldn't be doing it. And they're not doing it out of the goodness of their hearts. I promise you. Right. So what is the real reason? Time will tell. And if my theory is right, and it's going to happen during a time where they have the flimsiest, floppiest, most flaccid president in history, then they would do it right now under Joe Biden. (laughs) Flimsy, floppy, flaccid Joe Biden. I think somebody should put that on a sticker. I think that's the ultimate way to describe Joe Biden, um, unless you can do a sprinkle of dementia on top of the three Fs. Anyways, um, so let's go ahead and move on here. Now, if you want to continue this conversation, we're going to be discussing a few things here. The next conversation is going to be around um, the real conspiracy that the supply chain disruptions were blamed on COVID were actually due to massive amounts of weapons being moved, as well as countries scrambling to change who they rely on for imports and exports in preparation for World War III. Um, And then the other article we're going to touch on briefly is Elon Musk um, and all of the people quitting Twitter in the good for humanity there. So if you want to join us there, go to patreon.com slash red pill revolt. You'll get the bonus content. You'll be able to hear the entirety of this episode. Um, and you'll be able to hear everything that we're talking about there. You'll also get the video of this. So you don't have to follow along through that Substack. You can just actually see everything on your screen. If you're like me, sometimes I just like watching it and uh, seeing everything there. Um, throw it on your desktop while you're working, whatever it is, while you're uh, making some food at night. Go ahead and head over to patreon.com slash revolution. It is $5, and you get everything I just talked about, bonus content, video episodes. And then join the upper uh, uh, tier there. Um, the first tier is the George Soros tier. The second tier is the Royal Bloodline tier, and you'll actually get um, access to a free um, well, not free because you're paying for it. It's $15 a month, <laughs> but you get an additional episode every single week. Once we get a few people on that tier there, I'm going to be doing a live episode every single week, just based on your topics. So head over there right now. And that is patreon.com slash red pill revolution, or no, I'm sorry, patreon.com slash red pill revolt. And then speaking of red pill revolution, you should go to redpillrevolution.substack.com and you'll be able to see the Substack companion, um, which is a lot of it's free. You get the videos, you get, uh, or you get some of the articles, you get some of the content there, you get the actual podcast delivered to your email every single week directly there for you. Um, write to your email. So go to redpillrevolution.substack.com and sign up there for free. And you can actually pay for the entirety of it, which has some extra goodies in there every single week for you as well. But for now, that is everything I have for you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you so much. And welcome to the revolution. Have a great week.